welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Guys, today we're going to get really personal and deep. Today we're going to talk about taking risks. And this was top of mind recently because I've talked about this with some friends this week. And I've realized that perhaps I'm more of a risk taker in certain situations than my friends. And they wanted to understand why. So I decided it would be fun to discuss this on the podcast. And hope you guys enjoy. Maybe you'll relate. Maybe you'll disagree. But either way, I'd love to hear what you think. So here it goes. When making decisions in life, we often need to think about the consequences on our life. We weigh the pros and cons. We rationalize how we should approach the problem in the best way so that we can get the best possible outcome for ourselves. Now today I wanna talk about taking risks in general and my personal approach to risk taking. So what is risk? Risk is the possibility of loss or injury danger, and something could pose a hazard to you or someone else. And risk is used in so many different contexts. It's used in social settings, like when you take a risk of going up to a stranger or a person you like and potentially getting rejected or disliked. It's used with social media when you post a story or a picture and risk people not liking it or judging you for it. It's used at work, of course, when you take a gamble on a new project or a deal that you think could be beneficial for you and your company in the long run. Even when it comes to hobbies, you know, you hear of people who are risk takers and adrenaline junkies who love the thrill and they partake in risky things like skydiving, bungee jumping, or motorcycle riding, right? These are like the people you see in movies that are just jumping off of trains. And these are the people who know that there is a potentially bad and dangerous outcome to the activities they engage in, right? Like the worst case scenario is death, but they are okay with this and they do them anyway. Often they find that the potential for harm or danger in these activities are much less is much less than the reward and fun that could come, and so they do it. And usually when you do these popular thrill-seeking activities like bungee jumping or skydiving, the potential for danger is known, but it's controlled because we as a society have taken great measures to make sure that these activities are safe and do not result in death. And essentially the potential the percentage of people dying from these activities is really low. And so that's why more and more people feel comfortable doing them. A last example is gambling, right? Gambling by its definition is taking a risk. It's a game of chance, right? You don't know the outcome, like whether or not you're going to win the pot, but you can assess with your best guess what your odds are. Like, are the odds in your favor or not? And I'm sure like the best poker players do some sort of calculation of the odds in more quantitative terms that I haven't fully understood yet. I haven't gotten there yet. But in general, you can get a sense the more you play 
how strong of a hand of cards you've been dealt is and decide if the money that you'll potentially lose is worth that reward, which is winning the entire hand. Gambling is the ultimate risk-taking example because you never know the outcome, right? That's what makes it so fun. But you can always have a best guess. You decide if the potential reward, the whole pool of money, outweighs the punishment, which is losing the amount of money that you've put in yourself. It's based on how strong of a hand you have and how much you're willing to lose the money you've put in. And in life, right, we face uncertain situations all the time. We could start a new job that has an uncertain future. We don't know if we'll do well, if we'll gel with the team, or if the company will even do well in the long term, especially if this company is a startup and is still trying to make it big. And we don't even know if a relationship we enter is going to be beautiful and passionate and make us the best versions of ourselves until we actually are in it for long enough. Or if the relationship is going to be filled with anxiety, fighting, and hurt, right? That's another possibility. We can only make our best guess based on the information about ourselves and the other person that we have. We don't know if some of the fun, like, bad habits that we partake in, such as drinking a lot or smoking or vaping or eating our favorite unhealthy foods could lead to any long-term health consequences. But we take a risk and assume that based on our current characteristics, like our age, our general health and family history, that we'll be fine in the end. Now, not to get really dark and fatalistic, but we will. Uh, We don't even know what next week or the next month could hold for us, right? Jobs, relationships, and even our health could make a turn for the worst, right? To be really pessimistic. But we can assume that those negative outcomes will be unlikely based on our current behaviors and the way that things are going right now for us. In fact, I would argue that life in itself is a gamble of sorts, right? There's really no perfect way to plan out your life. We can try our best and have personal goals and milestones to achieve, which I think could be very helpful so that you know that you're on the right path according to the kind of life that you wanna live. But there's really no way to perfectly plan every detail of your life. You could meet someone at a random party who you never knew you'd end up falling for. Or you could be in a relationship right now with somebody who seems so perfect on paper, like they seem like they would be the best life partner, but over time you realize you couldn't see yourself with them in the long term. So you need to end that. Or we could end up taking a new hobby that we never realized we loved so much until we tried it for the first time. And that made us realize what our true passion and calling is in life. We could even visit a new city or country and fall so in love with it that we end up moving there. And we also just can't control other external factors like macroeconomic trends, like recessions that could make certain jobs more unstable than others. And we can't control global pandemics like COVID, 
Like no one knew that the world would change the way it did in 2020 until it did, right? No one was prepared for it. But we as a whole world just reacted and did the best we could. So in life, we are always facing uncertainty. There are different degrees, of course, to how serious a decision is, right? And the uncertain outcome that could come with it. There are the serious ones and there are the less serious, basically not important ones. The less serious ones include, okay, what restaurant do we want to go to with our friends tonight? Like, does it really matter if you go to Ciciamo or Torrizi Bar and Restaurant? No. I mean, either way, the food is good. The company is good. The price point is similar. So either way, you're going to have a good time. Another example is Instagram posts. Does it really matter if we look silly or we post something that seems dumb? No. Like, no one cares if we post a picture of our late night McDonald's meal. They'll be like, oh, okay, nice, yum, next. People are going to forget about it the next day. And even if they don't, they eventually will. That's just how social media is. We're naturally always interested in the next funny, interesting, juicy thing. And in general, social media is fun and it's very transient and lighthearted. That's why there's always a stream of new content on social media. It's there to feed our desire for newness. But then there are certain decisions in life we make that could have a greater impact to our long-term happiness and well-being. So these are the more serious types of decisions that we need to think carefully about whether we are willing to take a greater risk or not. And this is because for these scenarios, the decisions we make could either have a very big positive or very big negative consequence for us based on our own vision of what we want out of life and our own values. And this is very personal. We all have different desires and wants. One such scenario is relationships. They say that deciding who we want to spend the rest of our lives with is the most important factor for our long-term happiness and well-being. Because if you think about it, this person will be our life partner. And that's, that's very serious. We will spend the majority of our time with them. And so they should damn well be good for us, bring out the best in us and make us happy. Otherwise, we'll be miserable for basically the rest of our lives. Sometimes you meet someone you like, and if things go well, you end up dating them. And this is the most classic examples of risk-taking because you really don't know if this is going to be forever or end up in flames, as our favorite Taylor Swift says. There is no magic ball that is going to tell us our future or tell us if this person is right for you or the one. So you need to slowly determine that for yourself. And in a slightly different case, let's say you meet someone you really like, but you see red flags. This person isn't perfect. There are certain things about them that could give you pause and make you wonder if you and this person could be a good thing in the long run. But there's so many other good things about this person that attract you to them. And you're torn whether you could continue to hang out with them or give it up. The worst case scenario here is a potentially toxic and devastating relationship that could make you scared to fall in love again in the future. And I know, I know this is really dark, but you're taking a big risk here 
because you know this could very well be a meaningful possibility. But the best case scenario here is this could be a really passionate, loving, and fun relationship that brings out the best in both of you guys. You could feel this intense love that you've never felt before. So this is definitely a risk. The outcome is not certain. And this is something that we personally have to decide if we're comfortable enough to take this risk. Personally, for me, when I assess risks, I try to evaluate whether or not I'm okay with the worst case scenario. For example, with the previous relationship example, I think about whether or not I'm okay with that worst case scenario, which is getting my heart broken, getting cheated on, or dealing with a really bad person that disrespects me, etc., etc. Now, ideally, I would know if this person is bad or not and then decide or not to date them. But generally, if I'm not sure, right, because there are some good things, there's some bad things, I ask myself, would I be able to handle that situation in the worst case and not let it impact my self-esteem and happiness? Would I be able to bounce back in a reasonable amount of time and still stay open and optimistic about future love prospects? Then, of course, I think about the best case scenario too. And I think about if this is worth the risk of the worst case scenario. I'll admit that right now, in my current mindset, I feel more comfortable taking risk in love than I have in the past. I think right now, I could handle the worst case scenario. I think the rewards of the best case scenario which is this really fun, really great, passionate, intense love, outweigh the worst case scenario a little more. And so I think it would be an overall fun roller coaster ride. And if there's one thing I've learned about myself, it's that I like to have fun. In the past, I used to play the dating game very safe. And what I mean by that is I really liked it when the guys were very clearly committed, loyal, and sweet guys. They treated me so well, and I could tell that they liked me a lot. There was no fear of them cheating on me, and I would only date guys like that. And to be honest, I'll always like these characteristics in a guy. I think it's really important to date guys that treat you really well. And I think the guy I end up marrying will have these qualities. But these days, I've grown to want to experience more of an exciting type of love, something that's not always the most stable and predictable, something that can make me feel something, something that can make me feel this intense passion and frenzy even that I never felt before. And I'm even okay, weirdly enough to say, at the prospect of getting my heart broken. Because if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't think that's truly happened yet. At least I don't think. Now, of course, I've been really sad and really hurt after breakups, but I don't think I've been like heartbroken by somebody. If that's, if that makes sense. And I know it even sounds masochistic to say, and I'm honestly surprised that I've come to this conclusion myself. Cause sometimes I'm like, hello, Shannon, do you value yourself enough? Like, Has your self-esteem just gone down the drain? But interestingly, 
I think the reason why I'm willing to take more gambles at love is because over time, as I've experienced more, I've met more people, I feel more confident in my ability to handle difficult and tough situations. I think as a person, I've become more resilient and I wouldn't crumble as easily if something didn't go the way I expected it to. Now, I could be wrong. Now, I could have I could end up looking back and thinking, well, Shannon, that was a big mistake. What the hell were you thinking? But there's something really exciting about danger when you know that the rewards could be great, like potentially greater than you even imagined. Now, if a relationship ends up with too many lows, like too many fights and arguments about silly things and too many painful experiences, then I think it's definitely time to cut it off because then it's just not worth it. It's overall a negative and net negative than a net positive. But I think if overall things are great, you see more positive sides to this than the negatives and you really like this person and they really like you and you feel like you're on cloud nine, then I personally am willing to take this risk. Now, things could change in the future though. If I had a certain timeline for myself and I knew that I wanted stability in marriage, for example, then I might play it safer and only date very stable marriage material guys, right? I wouldn't want to take the risk of potentially having something go down in flames. Well, there's always that possibility, but I would be more risk averse. But right now, As I am 28, which I know is not super young, but it's not old, (laughs) I want to take more risks. I want to experience more and see more. And I'm down for the risk of things burning down in hell. Now, this is my current mindset. Because worse comes to worse, if I'm going to be honest, it'll be a good learning experience. And it could be a really juicy story that I could look back on, with maybe even a smile on my face. However, another situation is health, and I have a very different mindset when it comes to health. I realize over time I'm less willing to take risks than I'm used to. I'm going to admit it, okay? My biggest fear is death. I'm a major hypochondriac, and I can't tell you the number of times I've texted or called my mom about weird physical symptoms I'm feeling and her telling me to just calm down because I'm fine. I'm just like, death is the only thing that really scares me because obviously when you die, it's just game over. But anything else, breakups, job losses, friendships going south, you can always bounce back and you can always like start a new chapter. But so that that's why death is really the only serious thing that scares me. I'm just like, I want to take better care of myself because like I said, health is something I don't want to mess with. And this is an area where the downsides of having bad health far outweigh the fun that comes with like making bad lifestyle decisions. For example, smoking, vaping, drinking, eating really, really poorly. Now, I think it's okay, of course, to have some fun and have some balance and not always be quote unquote perfect with your diet or lifestyle. But because I've realized that I'm a hypochondriac, the downsides of like worrying and feeling bad, like physically, are just not worth the fun in the long term for myself. So yeah, as I've gotten older, I'm like, nope, 
I want to be healthier or at least try and I can fun I can have fun in other ways. So I think in general, risk is something that is very universal, but the degree to which we're willing to take risk is very personal. And it could change over time. Like even for myself, my risk appetite has changed over time based on my own comfort level, my own experiences, my own values. And so I just wanted to share my personal take on risk taking. Right now, I think of myself as more of a carefree risk taker. And I'm okay with most worst case scenarios as long as it's not death, right? Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. This was uh, very fun and personal. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know what you guys think at No Plans the Podcast on Instagram. Follow the Spotify for future episodes. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.